The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 10th, 2022. The woman in your life will do what she must do To comfort you and calm you down And let you rest now The woman in your life, she can rest so easily She does everything you do because the woman in your life is you Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holt, and I'm your host. With me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. What a beautiful day it is here in Santa Rosa, Sonoma County. The sun is shining, and I'm very happy that we had some rain. It was really great. Well, I have two special guests with me this morning. Uh, Joining me on the phone will be Tina Rogers, who is an educator, performer, and researcher, and will be talking about the Martin Luther King event happening on Sunday, January 16th. We will also be talking about the John Lewis Voting Rights Bill that is before Congress. Amazing, amazing that that we have to go through this again. Dr. King was born on January 15, 1929, and assassinated on April 4, 1968. He was only 39 years old. Oh, what a sad day that was. I never, I, I can remember it. I can feel it in my, in my mind. Um, <clears throat> for this year, uh, the uh, theme for this year is This is America, which is the theme of the 2022 symposium, which uh, event organizers said will explore the images of America as defined and interpreted through history, popular culture, and, and uh, pyramid processions. It's also challenges the validity of these images through the lens of King's teachings and observations. Wow. That's a lot. Well, but things have kind of changed because I found out that on uh, the family of Martin Luther King, they uh, decided that they didn't want to have any celebration. But here in Sonoma County, what happened is that the, we have folks that work on this event for a whole year. I mean, they have kids writing read, writing stories and, and, and essays, and they have that contest. They have the art contest. But they have all these people lined up to come, and they're doing it on Zoom. So there's no, there's no uh, you know, they're not trying to uh, hurt anybody or bring anybody, any crowds together. And they decided that this year that they're still going to continue with the event. And, and I kind of agree with them, to be honest with you. And why I agree with them is that I feel I never felt Martin Luther King it was never a celebration to me. I mean, we lost through violence, through a gunshot. We lost a very, very important figure in our cultures and in our lives. I mean, this man made tremendous, helped make tremendous changes, particularly for black people. So I never thought of it as a celebration. I always thought of it as a reminder a reminder of what Dr. King's dream was. And that dream has not been actualized. And said, I feel that we're going backwards instead of forward. So I really support, I really, my a shout out to uh, the Sonoma County group that uh, brings this event together every single year. I don't know what year this is. I think it's maybe the 40th, something like that. But it's just amazing. It's amazing that they do that. And we will talk more about it, where the, where, how to get to the Zoom and all that different stuff. Well, also I have a second guest joining me on the phone will be uh, Regina 
Brennan, a member of the Black Forum, an organization in Sonoma County, and she'll be talking about uh, the food distribution they're doing again. I have had Regina on the show uh, once or twice, I believe, to announce this, but I think it's very important. You know, right now, people are, people are in trouble. I mean, we're all in trouble. We're all trying to trying to survive through this thing. You know, here we have the pandemic. You know, they're scaring us about hospitals. Prices are going up in the supermarket. All I can say, there's a Jewish word, is oy vey. That's all I can think when I think of all that's going on. And the most important thing that we can do, the most important thing that we can do is read something positive every day. You know, look in the mirror and say, I can. I can get through this. I mean, when I think of some of the things that are happening around the globe with war, etc., you know, sit down sometimes and appreciate your home. I mean, so many things are happening. I mean, it's, it's almost scary to me. And myself, you know, I just want to share a little personal data. I'll tell you, I hurt my back. So I want people to put me in their prayers that my back is healing quickly. Quickly. Because I'll tell you something, this is a, this is a torture. <laughs> I feel like I'm in torture all the time with this bad back. But hopefully it will clear. You know, it just, everything takes time. And, you know, not only does it take time, it takes faith, it takes patience, it takes all kinds of things. Well, before I go into our histories, our strength, I have uh, two announcements to make. The first announcement I have to make, of course, is about uh, the uh, uh, celebration of, of Dr. Uh, Martin Luther King. And like I said, to me, it's not a celebration. It's a reminder. It's a reminder of what was accomplished and how we can move forward and also to start really thinking about, come on, in, in Congress and the Senate, they have to pass this voting rights. You know, it's really sad that it was even gutted. And one of the things I found out, the difference between the original voting rights was it, it was a federal law. And what they did the second time with it, when they went to the Supreme Court, then all of a sudden they said that we're more mature now, that we can do better. They took out the federal and, and turned it back to the states. And you can see the chaos that's going on. I mean, it's chaotic. You gotta have a rule for, we are the United States of America. We have to have one, especially with the voting, our sacred, it's a, it's an, a sacred responsibility to vote. And look, we turned it over to the states and everybody's complaining that they're gerrymandering, they're, they're cutting off people's voters, they're throwing away votes. I mean, it's crazy. It really is. A lot to think about. I'll tell you that much. Well, okay, so the celebration is going to be Sunday, January 16th from 7 to 9. It's going to be virtual. So that means that uh, it's gonna, there's going to be a Zoom. And you can find out all the information uh by going to the uh, Peace and Justice Center website, and they have the uh, the codes. And also, I will put the codes on uh, Women's Spaces. And for those of you who have a pencil out there, I can g- give you the it's the Zoom ID right now. That's going to be uh, January 16th from 7 to 9. Let's get your pencils and pens out. It's going to be a virtual event. The ID number is 867 Seven six nine zero seven zero four eight. That's eight six seven seven six nine zero seven zero four eight. The password is five zero nine one four eight. That's the password. And again, the password is 509148. And you can go to the Peace and Justice uh, 
uh, center's uh, website. They have all that information, and also you can go to Women's Spaces at www.womenspaces.com, and we will have all that uh, listed for you, and you'll see the flyer. And and out of the out of the the name the the theme this year is out of the mountain of despair, a stone of hope, and that we, we have to hold on to our hope. We have to hold on to our faith and our trust that it will work out. And then the second announcement I have, and we'll be talking to Regina Brennan about that, is the food drive that's happening on January 22nd from uh, 10 to 12 at the Santa Rosa High School multi-purpose room, and you can use the faculty parking lot. And that's at 1235 Mendocino Avenue, Santa Rosa, California. And we will be talking with uh, with uh, uh, Regina Brennan about that uh, at the first part of the show here. Well, that's a lot to think about. And even with pandemics and all that other stuff, people are still doing good. People are still reaching out. You know, thank God we still have a county. <laughs> I mean, it's really it's, it's very interesting. Well, anyway, I got a few. I have a few uh, a few uh, women that I would like to honor. And the first one, which is so interesting to me, she was born on <clears throat> excuse me on January eighth. 1911, and she made her transition in 1995, and that was Thelma Butterfly McQueen danced with Catherine Dunham as a butterfly in a midsummer, uh, midsummer Night's Dream, played by, and she played Prissy in Gone with the Wind. So that's how she got. <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to drink a little water here. That's why how she got her name by Butterfly McKay is because uh, she played the butterfly in a summer night's dream, and I remember her. I remember her in in Gone with the Wind, and her story is very, very interesting. She was another woman that stood up for her rights. Another birthday that's come up here is on January 9th. She was born in 1859 and made her transition in 1947, and that's Carrie Chapman. Cat, nationally recognized, nationally recognized woman suffrage leader, led suffragists to victory in 1920 as president of the National American Women's Suffrage Association. An amazing woman. And what's amazing about it is the next person I'm going, we're celebrating is Alice Paul, which was also part of that group. Uh, Alice Paul was a suffrage leader and attorney and founded the National Women's Party. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, it's very interesting about a National Women's Party. I often wonder if we shouldn't maybe try something like that again. Not necessarily that we have to... Uh, run a candidate, but we can, you know, we can look at who's running, you know, and we can maybe support or do some things. Well, let's talk a little bit about Alice Paul. She's one of my heroes. If you watch the movie Iron John uh, Angels, uh, Hilary Swank uh, plays Alice Paul, and she does a great, great job. And, you know, what was so particularly interesting to me was how dedicated these women were and how what they went through so we can get the vote. You know, we forget the shoulders that we are standing on. We forget the struggle that it took for us to get to the point that we're at now. And what do you think they're doing? They're In the Supreme Court, they're going to look whether women have a right to choose, to choose whether they want to have a child or not, to choose whatever they want to choose to do. It's very, very interesting. I was thinking about it the other day, and I was wondering, I was thinking, I was like, kind of visualizing like I was talking to Alice Paul and I was asking her, I says, Alice, what can we do? The Supreme Court, you know, they're taking up, uh, you know, my right to choose as a woman. But we've had so many shootings. 
in December, just December alone, a three-year-old little child accidentally shot themselves. I mean, come on, we have a problem. So, I, Alice, what will we do? What should we do? You know, we need we need to have some sort of gun control in this country. And all Alice could say to me was, get your butt out in the street, Elaine. <laughs> so, I mean, what that means is as women, we have to stand up. Enough is enough. Get out of our bodies. Get out of our lives. You know, we we contribute so much to the culture. Not only are we the workers, but not only do we are we a strong workforce as women, but we bring forth the children. We bring forth life. We have to protect that life. And we have to protect our voting rights, that's for sure. Well, uh, Alice Paul had a lot to do with getting the 19th Amendment passed in 1920, and she initiated, listen to this, in 1923, that's 101 years ago, uh, a campaign for equal rights amendment. 101 years that we still cannot get an equal rights amendment. I mean... Something is wrong here, folks. Something is really wrong. Well, let's do one more, one more birthday here. Uh, uh, Carolyn Severance, early suffrage and social reformer from women. She's a women's club pioneer, co-founder of the American Women's Suffrage Association in 1869, and she was the first woman, the very first woman to register to vote in California in 1911. In 1911, was you know California got the vote before it became national. You know, you know, you see, this is this is the whole point with the voting rights. Think of it this way: Why do we have on August 8th we celebrate? You know, American uh, National Women's History Month. We celebrate we celebrate women's history. Okay, but. It's a federal law, so that means we all celebrate it together. There's, there's one thought, one thread going across the country. And with the, say, for example, with Roe versus Wade, what was so interesting about that is that's what it did. It made the law of the land, not the state. And that's what's happening with the voting rights. What they did was they took the federal out of it, and so now they're letting the states uh, decide, and there's so much chaos I mean, I, I cannot believe that it was even, even gutted the way it was. I mean, our Supreme Court needs to, needs to check themselves out. You know, they're the ones that are supposed to be overseeing everything and making sure that we are, that we are cooperating with one another and that we are working under the guides of our Constitution. So there's a lot to think about. And that's why the vote is so important. I mean, look at what, it, what, what women struggled for to get the vote. I mean, they went to jail. They were waterboarded. You name it. It happened. Look what the people did to get the right to vote in the South with the, with the uh, Voting Rights Amendment that, that, uh, that uh, uh, President uh, Johnson put into place. And there's a scene in one of the movies uh, where uh, Martin Luther King and, uh, jo- uh, and President Johnson are having a conversation. And what King says, no matter what you do, if we don't have the vote, if we don't have some consistency of the vote, we don't have any power. We don't have any say at all. And, you know, it's really interesting because they say they try to convince us, hey, your vote doesn't matter. Well, if my vote didn't matter, why are you making so much of a problem where you're trying to stop me from voting? Or are they closing down all kinds of places, that you, all kinds of polling places that you can go to? They're fighting, if, you're fighting uh, mail-in ballots, which I think is, is the way to go. 
because most people all of a sudden it comes seven o'clock at night the polls are going to close at eight and they say oh my god i didn't vote you know and you go there and it's too late but with the mail-in ballot you can do it in your own home i mean i love it when ken and i we put all the brochures i mean and laugh at them all we look at all the brochures and we look at all our list of people who are recommending different uh, uh different candidates and then we talk back and forth with each other like what do you think what do you think and then we fill out our ballot together it's really a beautiful thing to do and we talk about the fact that we are citizens of the united states and it is an absolute privilege an honor to be able to vote, and so necessary. That's what makes a free country, when people have the right to vote, the right to choose who their leaders are. Very simple. And you got people, I don't understand, I don't understand, I don't understand these people that are saying we didn't have a right, there wasn't a, a, an attempt to take over our government on January 6th, there's so many deniers, we've got fires and tornadoes and everything, and they're not doing anything for climate change. I mean, ladies, if you're out there, we all have to start standing up and be louder. You know, most women are shy. You know, most women don't say much. But it's time that we have to stand up and we have to say enough is enough. We want a future for our children. It's that simple. Look at the Mother's Day proclamation. It's so simple. We just want peace for our children, and we want to make mothers aware not to send your child to kill another mother's child and not to vote against maybe food stamps or unemployment or Medicare for all. I mean, come on. You know, we call ourselves the richest nation in the world. Well, we should all have a better life then, and it's sad that we don't, and it's sad. Who, who suffers? The children and the women. It's amazing. Well, that's a lot to think about, you know, and uh, I want to do one last shout out here. A person who's born on, was born on January 13th, and she made her 1850, and she made her transition in 1911, and that was Charlotte Ray, the first female African-American lawyer and first woman submitted to the bar in Washington, D.C., and that happened... They didn't give me, there was no date on that. It was just her birthday. They didn't get the date when she did that. But it looks like it was around, oh, around about 1940. Anyway, a lot to think about and a lot to be proud of as women. We've made some tremendous, tremendous moves through the centuries to get our place at the table and get our rights. And the, the, the saddest thing is that there are women out there that, that vote against what's right. You know, and that's not right. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how the right and there's the left, you know, it's, I don't know. Everything, to me, everything is div division. You know, we got all kinds of divisions. We got the whites, the blacks, the Asians. That's one division. We got uh, non-vaxxers, vaxxers. You know, now now we've got divisions and vaccinations. You know, we're divided by colors. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy when we all are part of the human race. You know, in fact, I'm going to take a, a musical break right now. And the song that I'm playing is called The Prayer of St. Francis. And I, I played it before. And why am I doing it bef uh, before a food distribution or, or when I'm going to talk about Martin Luther King? Why do I feel this, this song is appropriate? Because it's a reminder. 
you know, like we all we all believe in some sort of creator or something. You know, some people believe in Jesus, some people believe in Muhammad, some people just believe in the earth. You know, everybody has their belief. I believe in a creator. I'm like the Native Americans. I have a thing that I read every morning. It's in my kitchen, the Ten Commandments of the of, the, of Native Americans, and what it says very clearly: Creator, constantly Creator, guide me, Creator. Take care of me. Creator is very important. So I thought that this is very important because especially the first line, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Imagine if all of us were meditating that way. Make me an instrument of your peace. Such a beautiful song. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Regina Brennan, one of my favorite people, who's going to be talking about the food distribution that the Black Forum of Petaluma is organizing for January 22nd. So, Ken, let's go ahead and let's play the Prayer of St. Francis. goodness that song just blows me away i love creator make me an instrument of your peace what a thought 
Well, for you just joining us, I want to remind my listeners uh, the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, the Board of Directors, its members, or Women's Spaces. Well, welcome back. You are listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to introduce my first guest. Joining me on the phone is Regina Brennan. Welcome, Regina. Welcome to Women's Spaces once again. Thank you so much, Elaine. It's always good to be here. Well, I'm just so proud of you and the Black Forum, what you've been doing, you know, the, with these food distributions. I mean, it's just amazing. And and I I hope you heard a little bit about the first song, the song that I played, The Prayer for St. Francis. I mean, you folks are definitely doing some really beautiful things for our community. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, Regina, let me give, let me talk and tell my listeners just a little bit about you. Is that okay? Okay. All right. Re- Regina Brennan decided to retire from the Santa Rosa City School District after 30 years, wow, as a classroom teacher in 2017. What did you teach, Regina? Well, uh, world history, it was nearly 30 years, not quite 30. So you're a history buff. Yeah. Well, I'm a history teacher. I'm not so sure I'm a history buff, but I love history. Her teaching career began at George Washington Middle School in Long Beach, where she was uh, teacher of the Year in 1993. Oh, congratulations. And ended at Santa Rosa High School where she's taught there for 18 years, a variety of world history classes, and retirement uh, gives her a chance to do lots of gardening. The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 10th, 2022. The woman in your life will do what she must do. To comfort you and calm you down And let you rest now The woman in your life She can rest so easily She knows everything you do Because the woman in your life is you Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holt, and I'm your host. With me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. What a beautiful day it is here in Santa Rosa, Sonoma County. The sun is shining, and I'm very happy that we had some rain. It was really great. Well, I have two special guests with me this morning. Uh, joining me on the phone will be Tina Rogers, who is an educator, performer, and researcher, and will be talking about the Martin Luther King event happening on Sunday, January 16. We will also be talking about the John Lewis Voting Rights Bill that is before Congress. Amazing, amazing that that we have to go through this again. Dr. King was born on January 15, 1929, and assassinated on April 4, 1968. He was only 39 years old. Oh, what a sad day that was. I never, I, I can remember it. I can feel it in my, in my mind. Um, <clears throat> for this year, uh, the uh, theme for this year is This is America, which is the theme of the 2022 symposium, which uh, event organizers said will explore the images of America as defined and interpreted through history, popular culture, and, and uh, pyramid processions. It also challenges the, vital- the validity of these images through the lens of King's teachings and observations. Wow. 
That's a lot. Well, but things have kind of changed because I found out that on uh, the family of Martin Luther King, they uh, decided that they didn't want to have any celebration. But here in Sonoma County, what happened is that the, we have folks that work on this event for a whole year. I mean, they have kids writing read, writing stories and, and, and essays, and they have that contest. They have the art contest, but they have all these people lined up to come, and they're doing it on Zoom. So there's no, there's no uh, you know, they're not trying to uh, hurt anybody or bring anybody, any crowds together. And they decided that this year that they're still going to continue with the event. And, and I kind of agree with them, to be honest with you. And why I agree with them is that I feel I never felt Martin Luther King it was never a celebration to me. I mean, we lost through violence, through a gunshot. We lost a very, very important figure in our cultures and in our lives. I mean, this man made tremendous, helped make tremendous changes, particularly for black people. So I never thought of it as a celebration. I always thought of it as a reminder a reminder of what Dr. King's dream was. And that dream has not been actualized. And said, I feel that we're going backwards instead of forward. So I really support, I really, my a shout out to uh, the Sonoma County group that uh, brings this event together every single year. I don't know what year this is. I think it's maybe the 40th, something like that. But it's just amazing. It's amazing that they do that. And we will talk more about it, where the, where, how to get to the Zoom and all that different stuff. Well, also, I have a second guest joining me on the phone will be uh, Regina Brennan, a member of the Black Forum, an organization in Sonoma County, and she'll be talking about uh, the food distribution they're doing again. I have had Regina on the show uh, once or twice, I believe, to announce this, but I think it's very important. You know, right now, people are, people are in trouble. I mean, we're all in trouble. We're all trying to trying to survive through this thing. You know, here we have the pandemic. You know, they're scaring us about hospitals. Prices are going up in the supermarket. All I can say, there's a Jewish word, is oy vey. That's all I can think when I think of all that's going on. And the most important thing that we can do, the most important thing that we can do is read something positive every day. You know, look in the mirror and say, I can. I can get through this. I mean, when I think of some of the things that are happening around the globe, globe with war, etc., you know, sit down sometimes and appreciate your home. I mean, so many things are happening. I mean, it's, it's almost scary to me. And myself, you know, I just want to share a little personal data. I'll tell you, I hurt my back. So I want people to put me in their prayers that my back is healing quickly, quickly. Because I'll tell you something, this is a, this is a torture. <laughs> I feel like I'm in torture all the time with this bad back. But hopefully it will clear. You know, it just everything takes time. And, you know, not only does it take time, it takes faith, it takes patience, it takes all kinds of things. Well, before I go into our histories, our strength, I have uh, two announcements to make. The first announcement I have to make, of course, is about uh, the uh, uh, celebration of, of Dr. Uh, Martin Luther King. And like I said, to me, it's not a celebration. It's a reminder. It's a reminder of what was accomplished and how we can move forward and also to start really thinking about, come on, in, in Congress and the Senate, they have to pass this voting rights. You know, it's really sad that it was even gutted. And one of the things I found out, the difference between the original voting rights was it was a federal law. And what they did the second time with it when they went to the Supreme Court, then all of a sudden they said that we're more mature now. 
that we can do better, they took out the federal and and turned it back to the states. And you can see the chaos is going on. I mean, it's chaotic. You got to have a rule for. We are the United States of America. We have to have one, especially with the voting. Our sacred. It's a. It's an, a sacred responsibility to vote. And look, we turned it over to the states, and everybody's complaining that they're gerrymandering, they're they're cutting off people's voters, they're throwing away votes. I mean, it's crazy. It really is. Lots to think about, I'll tell you that much. Well, okay, so the celebration is going to be Sunday, January 16th from 7 to 9. It's going to be virtual. So that means that uh, it's gonna, there's going to be a Zoom. And you can find out all the information uh by going to the uh, Peace and Justice Center website, and they have the uh, the codes. And also, I will put the codes on uh, women's spaces. And for those of you who have a pencil out there, I can g- give you the it's the Zoom ID right now. That's going to be uh, January 16th from 7 to 9. Let's get your pencils and pens out. It's going to be a virtual event. The ID number is 867 seven six nine zero seven zero four eight that's eight six seven seven six nine oh seven oh four eight the password is five zero nine one four eight that's the password and again the password is five oh nine one four eight and you can go to the peace and justice uh uh, center's uh, website. They have all that information, and also you can go to Women's Spaces at www.womenspaces.com, and we will have all that uh, listed for you. And you'll see the flyer. and And out of the out of the the name the the theme this year is out of the mountain of despair, a stone of hope. And that's we, we have to hold on to our hope. We have to hold on to our faith and our trust that it will work out. And then the second announcement I have, and we'll be talking to Regina Brennan about that, is the food drive that's happening on January 22nd from uh, 10 to 12 at the Santa Rosa High School, multi-purpose room, and you can use the faculty parking lot. And that's at 1235 Mendocino Avenue, Santa Rosa, California. And we will be talking with uh, with uh, uh, Regina Brennan about that uh, at the first part of the show here. Well, that's a lot to think about. And even with pandemics and all that other stuff, people are still doing good. People are still reaching out. You know, thank God we still have a county. <laughs> I mean, it's really it's, it's very interesting. Well, anyway, I got a few. I have a few uh, a few uh, women that I would like to honor. And the first one, which is so interesting to me, she was born on <clears throat> excuse me on January eighth. 1911, and she made her transition in 1995, and that was Thelma Butterfly McQueen danced with Catherine Dunham as a butterfly in a uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, played by, and she played Prissy in Gone with the Wind. So that's how she got, excuse me, I'm going to drink a little water here. That's why, how she got her name by Butterfly McKay is because uh, she played the butterfly in a Summer Night's Dream, and I remember her I remember her in, in Gone with the Wind, and her story is very, very interesting. She was another woman that stood up for her rights. Another birthday that's come up here is on January 9th. She was born in 1859 and made her transition in 1947, and that's Carrie Chapman 
Katt, nationally recognized, nationally recognized woman suffrage leader, led suffragists to victory in 1920 as president of the National American Women's Suffrage Association. An amazing woman. And what's amazing about it is the next person I'm going, we're celebrating is Alice Paul, which was also part of that group. Uh, Alice Paul was a suffrage leader and attorney and founded the National Women's Party. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, it's very interesting about a National Women's Party. I often wonder if we shouldn't maybe try something like that again. Not necessarily that we have to... Uh, run a candidate, but we can, you know, we can look at who's running, you know, and we can maybe support or do some things. Well, let's talk a little bit about Alice Paul. She's one of my heroes. If you watch the movie Iron John uh, Angels, uh, Hillary Swank uh, plays Alice Paul, and she does a great, great job. And, you know, it what was so particularly interesting to me was how dedicated these women were and how what they went through so we can get the vote. You know, we forget the shoulders that we are standing on. We forget the struggle that it took for us to get to the point that we're at now. And what do you think they're doing? They're In the Supreme Court, they're going to look whether women have a right to choose, to choose whether they want to have a child or not, to choose whatever they want to choose to do. It's very, very interesting. I was thinking about it the other day, and I was wondering, I was thinking, I was like, kind of visualizing like I was talking to Alice Paul and I was asking her, I says, Alice, what can we do? The Supreme Court, you know, they're taking up, uh, you know, my right to choose as a woman. But we've had so many shootings in December, just December alone. A three-year-old little child accidentally shot themselves. I mean, come on, we have a problem. So, I, Alice, what will we do? What should we do? You know, we need we need to have some sort of gun control in this country. And all Alice could say to me was, get your butt out in the street, Elaine. <laughs> so, I mean, what that means is as women, we have to stand up. Enough is enough. Get out of our bodies. Get out of our lives. You know, we, we contribute so much to the culture. Not only are we the workers, but not only do we are we a strong workforce as women, but we bring forth the children. We bring forth life. We have to protect that life. And we have to protect our voting rights, that's for sure. Well, uh, Alice Paul had a lot to do with getting the 19th Amendment passed in 1920, and she initiated, listen to this, in 1923, that's 101 years ago, uh, a campaign for equal rights amendment. 101 years that we still cannot get an equal rights amendment. I mean... Something is wrong here, folks. Something is really wrong. Well, let, let's do one more one more birthday here. Uh, uh, Carolyn Severance, early suffrage and social reformer from women. She's a women's club pioneer, co-founder of the American Women's Suffrage Association in 1869, and she was the first woman the very first woman to register to vote in California in 1911. In 1911 was, you know, California got the vote before it became national. You know, you know, you see, this is, this is the whole point with the voting rights. Think of it this way. Why do we have, on August 8th, we celebrate, you know, American uh, National Women's History Month. We celebrate, we celebrate women's history. Okay. But, it's a federal law, so that means we all celebrate it together. There's, there's one thought, one thread going across the country. And with the, say, for example, with Roe versus Wade, what was so interesting about that is that's what it did. It 
made the law of the land, not the state. And that's what's happening with the voting rights. What they did was they took the federal out of it, and so now they're letting the states uh, decide, and there's so much chaos. I mean, I, I cannot believe that it was even, even gutted the way it was. I mean, our Supreme Court needs to, needs to check themselves out. You know, they're the ones that are supposed to be overseeing everything and making sure that we are, that we are cooperating with one another and that we are working under the guides of our Constitution. So there's a lot to think about. And that's why the vote is so important. I mean, look at what, it, what, what women struggled for to get the vote. I mean, they went to jail. They were waterboarded. You name it. It happened. Look what the people did to get the right to vote in the South with the, with the uh, voting rights amendment that, that, uh, that uh, uh, President uh, Johnson put into place. And there's a scene in one of the movies uh, where uh, Martin Luther King and, uh, jo- uh, and President Johnson are having a conversation. And what King says, no matter what you do, if we don't have the vote, if we don't have some consistency of the vote, we don't have any power. We don't have any say at all. And, you know, it's really interesting because they say they try to convince us, hey, your vote doesn't matter. Well, if my vote didn't matter, why are you making so much of a problem where you're trying to stop me from voting? Or are they closing down all kinds of places that you all kinds of polling places that you can go to? They're fighting if you're fighting uh, mail in ballots, which I think is is the way to go. Because most people, all of a sudden, it comes 7 o'clock at night, the polls are going to close at 8, and they say, oh, my God, I didn't vote, you know, and they go there, and it's too late. But with the mail-in ballot, you can do it in your own home. I mean, I love it when Ken and I, we put all the brochures, I mean, and laugh at them all. We look at all the brochures, and we look at all our list of people who are recommending different uh, uh, different candidates, and then we talk back and forth with each other, like, what do you think? What do you think? And then we fill out our ballot together. It's really a beautiful thing to do, and we talk about the fact that we are citizens of the United States, and it is an absolute privilege an honor to be able to vote and so necessary that's what makes a free country when people have the right to vote the right to choose who their leaders are very simple and you got people i don't understand i don't understand i don't understand these people that are saying we didn't have a right there wasn't a, a, an attempt to take over our government on january 6th there's so many deniers we've got fires and tornadoes and everything and they're not doing anything for climate change I mean, ladies, if you're out there, we all have to start standing up and be louder. You know, most women are shy. You know, most women don't say much. But it's time that we have to stand up and we have to say enough is enough. We want a future for our children. It's that simple. Look at the Mother's Day proclamation. It's so simple. We just want peace for our children, and we want to make mothers aware not to send your child to kill another mother's child and not to vote against maybe food stamps or unemployment or Medicare for all. I mean, come on. You know, we call ourselves the richest nation in the world. Well, we should all have a better life then, and it's sad that we don't, and it's sad. Who suffers? The children and the women. It's amazing. Well, that's a lot to think about, you know, and uh, I want to do one last shout out here. A person who's born on, was born on January 13th, and she made her 1850, and she made her transition in 1911, and that was Charlotte Ray, the first female 
African-American lawyer and first woman submitted to the bar in Washington, D.C. And that happened. They didn't give me, there was no date on that. It was just her birthday. They didn't get the date when she did that. But it looks like it was around, oh, around about 1940. Anyway, a lot to think about and a lot to be proud of as women. We've made some tremendous, tremendous moves through the centuries to get our place at the table and get our rights. And the the, the saddest thing is that there are women out there that, that vote against what's right, you know, and that's not right. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how the right and there's the left, you know, it's... I don't know. Everything, to me, everything is division. You know, we got all kinds of divisions. We got the whites, the blacks, the Asians. That's one division. We got uh, non-vaxxers, vaxxers. You know, now now we've got divisions and vaccinations. You know, we're divided by colors. It's, it's, It's crazy. It's crazy when we all are part of the human race. You know, in fact, I'm going to take a, a musical break right now. And the song that I'm playing is called The Prayer of St. Francis. And I, I played it before. And why am I doing it bef- uh, before a food distribution or, or when I'm going to talk about Martin Luther King? Why do I feel this, this song is appropriate? Because it's a reminder. You know, like we all, we all believe in some sort of creator or something. You know, some people believe in Jesus. Some people believe in Muhammad. Some people just believe in the earth. You know, everybody has their belief. I believe in a creator. I'm like the Native Americans. I have a thing that I read every morning. It's in my kitchen, the Ten Commandments of, the, of, the, of Native Americans. And what it says very clearly, creator, constantly creator, guide me, creator, take care of me. Creator is very important. So I thought that this is very important because especially the first line, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Imagine if all of us were meditating that way. Make me an instrument of your peace. Such a beautiful song. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Regina Brennan, one of my favorite people, who's going to be talking about the food distribution that the Black Forum of Petaluma is organizing for January 22nd. So, Ken, let's go ahead and let's play the Prayer of St. Francis.
goodness that song just blows me away i love creator make me an instrument of your peace what a thought well for you just joining us i want to remind my listeners uh, the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station the board of directors its members or women's spaces well welcome back you are listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to introduce my first guest joining me on the phone is Regina Brennan. Welcome, Regina. Welcome to Women's Spaces once again. Thank you so much, Elaine. It's always good to be here. Well, I'm just so proud of you in the Black Forum, what you've been doing, you know, the, with these food distributions. I mean, it's just amazing. And and I I hope you heard a little bit about the first song, the song that I played, The Prayer for St. Francis. I mean, you folks are definitely doing some really beautiful things for our community. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, Virginia, let me give, let me talk and tell my listeners just a little bit about you. Is that okay? Okay. All uh, right. Re- Regina Brennan decided to retire from the Santa Rosa City School District after 30 years, wow, as a classroom teacher in 2017. What did you teach, Regina? Well, uh, world history, it was nearly 30 years, not quite 30. So you're a history buff. Yeah. Well, I'm a history teacher. I'm not so sure I'm a history buff, but I love history. Her teaching career began at George Washington Middle School in Long Beach, where she was uh, teacher of the Year in 1993. Oh, congratulations. And ended at Santa Rosa High School where she's taught there for 18 years, a variety of world history classes, and retirement uh, gives her a chance to do lots of gardening but also to become more active in the community. Would you like to add anything, Regina? Right. Uh, one, one of the things that I have attempted to learn during my retirement is Spanish. But you know what I discovered, Elaine? What's that, my love? I'm pretty bad at it, <laughs> but, I keep tr- but I keep trying. Well, the thing is, you know, one of the things, one of the things I studied with a woman by the name of uh, Marguerite Meyer, and she used to tell me, Elaine, you do 25% of it and the creator will do the rest. And I said, okay, Marguerite, (laughs) so you're on your right road. At least you're trying. Uh, Absolutely. Well, give us a little background about the Black Forum, its mission, and a bit of, uh, you know, just a bit of history and how you got involved and why you believe it's important. Uh, Sure, thank you. Um, Well, first of all, I'd like you to know that after the 2016 election, many of us were concerned, and we pretty much um, wanted to come together to uplift each other. And so a group of us met at Sally Tomatoes in Roanoke Park. Uh, We we pretty much wanted to uh, just to connect with each other and discuss the challenging days that uh, were before us. In early spring, we realized there was an urgency. 
there were a number of people at this initial meeting at Sally Tomatoes, and they included artists, community organizers, educators, business owners. There were representatives from 100 Black Men, NAACP, the Lion Foundation, Black Chamber of Commerce, just to name a few. A few weeks later, after the initial meeting, a small group of us continued to meet, and by the spring of 2017, we formed the Sonoma County Black Forum. We're a nonprofit. We're based out of Santa Rosa. We're a 501c3 organization. Our vision is to train, educate, and better support both our youth and our community. We hold regular meetings. Uh, our meetings are opportunities to network, exchange ideas, problem solve, and be a member of an engaged, inclusive, and informed community. We are a small but growing nonprofit. We have a seven-member all-volunteer board, and we plan to increase our board and expand our membership this year. Well, that is, you know, it's amazing when people come together what they can accomplish. I mean, it really is. It's, it's stunning, and people need to recognize that. There is so much power in gathering and doing things like this. Well, let's talk about the distribution program, exactly what it is. And what, what, what I, I understand how you motivate, what motivated you. In other words, when you had this meeting, you came together, and that was what you concluded, that people need help, and this was one of the ways you helped them. So talk a little bit about it, and talk a little bit, because you've had, a, I think you've had a few of them so far. I know the last time we did the interview you had done three so how many people have showed up and what was their response and and how does that feel to you okay and and i'd like you to know that initially we you know food distribution was not on our radar screen at all uh we were doing annual youth summits uh we were also doing a number of other community engagement events um, but our focus was an annual, uh, an annual uh, youth summit. It was held at uh, Sonoma State University. Um, but the pandemic, it made us reimagine how we can, uh, how we can support our community. And what we did was we put out a, uh, a survey and we asked our community members what are some of their top concerns and their top concerns had to do with paying for mortgage, paying for rent, uh, health care, and finding adequate food. Well, because we're such a smart, a small organization, we knew that we could not help for those major issues, but we could help for uh, food, uh, uh, giving assistance to those who are in need of food. And so that's pretty much why what motivates, motivated us to do a food distribution. Now, we've had a total of six of them. Our food distribution, we're so happy that we were able to meet the needs of, or at least a partial needs of more than 3,000. 3,311 families, families and individuals have been provided with food assistance. Now, we know that that's just, uh, you know, that's just a Band-Aid. There are so many other needs out there, so many wonderful nonprofit other organizations that are doing similar work. But we are we take pride that we're able to do a lot of uh, heavy lifting for such a small organization. And uh, more than 3,000 people have benefited from our food distribution. We've held so far a total of six, and this one that's coming up, 
in January, on January 22nd. It's going to be our uh, seventh one. Okay, this list, we're coming to the end of the segment, Regina. How can people get involved? What's your website, and how can they get a hold of you? Okay, and I'd like you to know that uh, they can be involved um, by signing up. You can go to sign uh, to sign up Genius. Sign up Genius will lead you to our volunteer uh, website, and you can also get involved by donating some personal care items. We're so glad that we we're able to work with partner with the NAACP for this food distribution. We we're able to be supported by the Peace and Justice Center. If you are interested in making a donation for personal care items, you know, toothpaste, facial masks, so you can drop them off for two more days today, January 10th and January the 17th from 1 to uh, 3 p.m. at the Peace and Justice Center. And that's right on Santa, uh, Sebastopol Avenue, 467 Sebastopol uh, Avenue. If you'd like to reach out for us, let me just remind everyone that our food distribution, it is free. You do not have to sign up for it. And we also will deliver free of charge to the elderly, to the visually impaired, and to the disabled. But the delivery request must be made by Tuesday, January the 18th. You can reach out to us. You can leave us a message at 707-343-8734. You can also send us an email at Sonoma County Black Forum at gmail.com or you can visit our website Sonoma County Black Forum.com. And a reminder to my listeners that all that information will be on www.womenspaces.com. Well, Regina Brennan, thank you so much for being on Women's Spaces again, and thank you so much for what you do. I really appreciate it. I'm thanking you for the whole community, and thank all the all the volunteers of the Black Forum for also for doing it, and thank you for being on Women's Spaces. Well, we appreciate it, and I will tell you, uh, Elaine, that we cannot do this without our major supporters, our community supporters, we cannot do it without the help of so many. You know that African proverb that it takes a village to raise a child? Well, it takes a village for most things to happen, like our food distribution. So we want to acknowledge so much help that we have received from Santa Rosa City Schools to uh, uh, racial allies. Uh, we, there's so many people that uh, we uh, are thankful for. Well, you know what you can do, uh, Regina? Send me a list of all those people, and we'll do a shout-out for them. And thank all you right. thank we'll you do. once again for being on Women's Spaces. Wow. Thank you so much, Elaine. My pleasure. Oh, wow. Goodbye. You know, it does. It takes a village. And how wonderful to have people like Regina in our village to take care that do things like that. It's just amazing. Well, we're going to take another uh, musical break, and we go on, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Tina Rogers, and we're going to be talking about the Martin Luther King event. And I found a great song, Martin Luther King Jr., sung by Elisa Hava. So go ahead, Ken, let's go ahead and play that, and let's get uh, uh, Tina on the line. Martin Luther King was a preacher man He fought the system and the Ku Klux Klan Served his time down in Birmingham Fighting all his life, he never raised a hand August 28, 1963 He said, I have a dream for equality 
for brotherhood and justice for you and me. This ain't a Jim Crow society. The civil rights movement was a type of revolution. Open up our minds to conscious evolution so we could pave a way to a common solution. says it all. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And joining me on the phone is one of my favorite people, too. I'm so excited about today's show, Ken. Tina Rogers. Welcome, Tina. Welcome to Women's Spaces once again. Well, thank you very much for having me. We miss you. You know, Tina was on for a while. She was doing women's history with the Black uh, Black History for us, and she just decided to take a sabbatical. So I'm really happy to see her, uh, hear her on the air today. Well, Tina, can I tell a little bit about you before we begin the the uh, the uh, interview here? Yeah, sure. And I'm happy to be back. It's a new year. It's 2022, and I have lots of energy. <laughs> a native of Sonoma County, Tina Rogers has devoted her life trying to understand this beautiful planet, the humans and other species that share our world. A true humanitarian is what she represents. Through research, education, and communication with other cultures allows her to see the big picture. 
While attending UC Davis, she turned her passion for arts, fitness, and wellness into a popular example of master teaching not only to children but people of all ages. She is a role model who enjoys using art, education, and fitness as tools to crack the code in child development that lasts a lifetime. Oh, that's so true. She is also a member of the MLK, the Martin Luther King Planning Committee, which organizes this event every year, which we are going to talk about right now. Well, welcome, Tina. Welcome once again to uh, Women's Spaces. And let's start out, is talk a little bit about what inspired you to become a member of this organization, and what is the mission, and what is your part? Well, you know, thank you so much, um, Elaine, for having us. And on behalf of the uh, Martin Luther King uh, birthday celebration, you know, I love to talk about this. The mission um, for our committee is to promote community awareness uh, of the philosophy, the practices, and the contributions of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And for myself, you know, that resonates. And I've always wanted to support my community of Sonoma County, where I grew up from. And being an arts educator for decades, I've done a lot of different Martin Luther King birthday celebrations, you know, all around uh, Northern California in schools and in libraries. And I've had the opportunity to actually speak um, a couple of times and do the children's program um, at the event in January every year. But what really, 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 you know, pushed me to do that was, hey, this is something serious. This is our future, and we need to bring way more awareness and lead the next generation so that they can lead the next generations. Well, you know, that's that's such a glorious event, I mean, idea about educating the children to show not only that. You know, I know I realize uh, the family had called not to have the celebration this year, but I at the beginning of the show, I don't know if you heard it, but I said I never saw it as a celebration. I always saw it as a reminder of a reminder because we're not there yet. You know, we, we still have a long way to go, as we can see, especially with this voting rights thing. And I think it's very important that, that we are having the event. So I know that it was a big decision of your group, and I want to thank you for it because I think you made the right decision. Anyway, uh, the theme for this year is Out of the Mountain of Despair, a Stone of Hope. Talk about what that means and why was that important to point this out this year. Okay. You know, that, that, that quote in particular is on the MLK monument. It's, it's on, you know, that, that is like facing, you know, the monument that he has there in uh, Washington, D.C. So for us, it's saying, you know, out of disappointment, we can have glory. How do you change disappointment to something that's more hopeful or something that we actually accomplish? So as a committee, we chose that for the theme because of how important not only voting rights, civil rights, uh, love, freedom, all the stuff is, you know, it's prevalent now. We need it now even more than ever. Well, also when you- Out of the mountain of despair, a stone of hope. From the I Have a Dream speech in 1963, Washington, D.C. That's where that came from. And what Dr. King was saying is that, you know, he, he, we have the hope. 
we can continue. There's a stone of hope. And here we are, decades later, all still holding these stones. Well, it's amazing. It's amazing, you know, how there are powers that be that want to take us backwards. And and it's so interesting because I know uh, a lot of this, uh, the event, not wanting to have the event kind of protesting because of the voting rights. I want to just, I just want to say one thing. I want to give an overview of the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. The John Lewis Voting Rights Act, Advancement Act of 2021, is proposed legislation that would restore and strengthen parts of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, certain porches of which were struck down by two United States Supreme Court decisions of Shelby County versus Holder and Bronovich versus Democratic National Committee. Particularly, it would restore the Voting Rights Act requirement that certain states pre-clear certain changes to their voting laws with federal government. It was reintroduced in the 17th Congress and is named after the late Georgia representative and voting rights activist, John Lewis. So when I looked at the other, when I'm looking at this, and then when I looked at the voting rights of 1965, it looks like what they're doing is they took away the, the, the overview of the federal and gave it all back to the state which is what's creating all the confusion and the hope is if they have this voting rights this John Lewis Voting Rights Act that we can come together again as a nation and have it as a federal law yes so I'm glad that you you said all of that so here's what it really is about so the Supreme Court they think that okay conditions back then in 1964 1965 are completely different than now in 2021-2022, which is incorrect. We're supposed so to be, excuse me, let me just say, we're supposed to be more mature. <laughs> exactly. But what they're saying is that, okay, the, the states, particularly the southern states, that have a history of um, racial, you know, racial things against black people, that's where they're saying before you, the states in the south can change it, hey, you got to talk to the federal government first. So they're like, no, 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 no. It's not, you know, it's not really that big of a deal anymore. So let these guys all decide. That's what's happening. And so, as we all know, it's it's the same exact thing. Same exact thing. We're talking about voting rights. And then once again, there's so like well, at least 400 laws that have been changed to hamper that. So that that's why that's what the major thing is. And then with the family, it is a celebration. You know, we have to celebrate Dr. King's birthday. You know, we have, most of us celebrate birthdays, so it's a celebration, but it's also bringing awareness. And then I think one particular family member, maybe he was talking about, hey, it's not a three-day weekend where everybody just goes skiing, and hey, we get to go traveling and stuff like that. Well, and then I think what, you know, another family member was saying is that, you know, hey, we want to celebrate, we want to bring awareness, we need to continue doing what we've been doing. Why, why should we stop any of that? But out of respect, because we are in our uh, 41st year, here in Sonoma County, and the longest-running Martin Luther King birthday celebration west of the Mississippi. So we want to respect the King family's decisions, and we were planning, we've been planning all year, and we're continuing with the event. And it's going to be a wonderful event, Elaine. Well, and it's going to be on a Zoom. I mean, I just think think it's an amazing... An amazing thing that we come together every year. I know for myself, when I first, uh, when I went to the first uh, 
celebration. It was such a relief for me that people were, were still honoring us because it was devastating that when he was killed. It was absolutely, it was the most devastating life moment in my life. I mean, in the same year, both him and Robert Kennedy were shot. So it was a, mm-hmm. it was a, a terrible, a, just a terrible, a terrible thing. So I'm really glad that you folks decided to do that. And talk a little bit more of, of why you think it's important and, and, and what are some of the things that are going to be included in this Zoom? I mean, how are you going to do Are you still going to have the kids with the, with the, with the uh, essays? And, and explain what you're going to be doing during that time. Yeah, day. this was an exciting year for us. You know, the, co- the committee um, and the, the subcommittees that we have, we really have done a great job organizing. So uh, yesterday, uh, the Peace and Justice Center had hosted our uh, high school um, oratorical contest. And this year, even like because of COVID, we had six participants. So we're going to have um, some high school students that are going to do uh, their speeches um, at the program. We also have this wonderful uh, poster gallery um, that will be going on with uh, participants from Casa Grande, Brook Hill Elementary, and some other uh, schools. But, you know, like all the schools in the county are invited to do this. And this is why we want to keep this up each and every year, because we have new young people that need to be aware, and their hearts are good. They want to see positivity. They want to see change. And they are our next leaders. So that's what that's the number one thing that we're focusing on that. And then we also have different people from the community that um, will be there. Now, for instance, the NAC, uh, the NAACP and uh, and the civil rights uh, movement, I mean, they go hand in hand. So we're going to have uh, President Segretta Woodard. She's going to be attending the event. We also have uh, Mayor Jackie uh, Elward from Runner Park. And as a matter of fact, uh, the Runner Park City Council, um, led by uh, – uh, Mayor uh, Jackie Elward, they're going to give our committee, uh, well, actually not our committee, they're giving a proclamation for the King holiday and to accept that it will be our committee tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock, and that will be on Zoom, and all the information will be located on the, uh, the city's website. Um, we also have different types of entertainment. We uh, There will be, of uh, course, Gonzale Abernathy. She is Ralph Abernathy's uh, uh, daughter of the Fabulous Benjamin Mertz. Wait, wait, uh, let me let me stop you. Let me stop you here. Sure. You want to tell? You know, we, one of the things I think I will do is we did uh, we did interview her, and I'm wondering, mm. can you give, give give us a little back? Do you have do you know a little background about who, uh, Ralph Abernathy and what happened? Well, yeah. So Ralph, so Don Zelay calls Ralph uh, calls uh, uh, Doctor King. Uncle Martin. So Ralph Abernathy, you know, he uh, was a civil rights activist and a Baptist uh, minister back in, you know, like in the the 40s and stuff like that. So he and Dr. King and uh, what's his name, E.D. Dixon, they, you know, they did the Montgomery Improvement Association, which led to the Montgomery uh, bus boycott. They uh, co-founded the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Uh, he was um, he became the president of that after Dr. King was assassinated, and from there it also led to the Poor People's Campaign, which is led by Reverend Barber right now. 
so uh, Ralph Abernathy, uh, Abernathy has addressed the United Nations about world peace in the early 1970s. Um, he's, you know, he's done a lot of different things, and it's something that everybody should research on. Because even though we talk about uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, and he's the face of the civil rights uh, movement, there were lots of women and men that assisted and just, you know, and from people from all cultures. Well, you know, it's you know, interesting. Our, our Jewish brothers and sisters, our Latinos, our Asians, like, you know, everybody. I, it's inter- Japanese, everybody was in support of this stuff here. It's interesting that you bring that up because I just was interviewing Regina Brennan about the uh, food distribution that they're doing on January 22nd. And she ended it by, amazing. she ended it by, uh, uh, a uh, old African uh, proverb: It takes a village to raise a child, and it takes a it takes a village to put on an event. <laughs> you know, it takes a, it takes an awful an awful lot of people. Well, I can tell you're excited, and I can tell that that it's a, it's been a very moving experience for you. What what have you personally got out of this? It, uh, how many years? I think you, this is your third year of involvement. Yeah, actually, it's uh, like I think four. Uh, the fourth <laughs> four, year, just being there. What have I uh, gotten out of it personally? Yeah, what is it? What you does know, it do for you? You know, I know what it's done for me. I want to know what it's done for you. Yeah, for for me, it has like truly united more people. I feel like when I when I joined the committee and you know the wonderful people that have been you know doing this forever you know Barbara Hollerman, uh, Tilla Nagy, um, Ken Duncan Senior, you have Melissa Willoughby, Jan Pratter, uh, Nancy Vogel, myself, Tina Rogers, we um, uh, Benjamin Mertz is our musical director, and uh, Kelly Clark who is uh, uh, Patricia Pat Clark who started the children's program, her daughter, so that everybody has stepped up. But what I've seen is that with all of our uh, talents and um, our contacts, we are involving way more people now. Um, and it's not like it wasn't before, but it's just like, you know, just like new, fresh ideas. So, like, for instance, you know, we have um, this year, you know, of course we always have, always have Community Baptist church you know that's you know that's uh, historically our our sponsors but the peace and justice center of sonoma county have really uh, stepped up uh, i want to i'd like to say something about the community baptist church that on monday on the day after the celebration on monday they have a, a day on rather than a day off where they do something for the community and also they have a wonderful potluck at the church i don't know if they're going to do it this year because of the of the disease of the of the right, pandemic yeah. but they, they've been they've been involved every every year in fact reverend turner we bring him if you're listening we're going to get you those oranges and lemons <laughs> but and also the city of santa rosa so the day on that they have every year also at the martin luther king jr park so there's a lot of different things that are going on. So everyone that's listening, if you want to help out cleaning up the park, Martin Luther King Jr. Park right there in Old South Park, um, come on down. The city of Santa Rosa is promoting that. Yes, uh, there are concerns, you know, and social distancing. Um, but with Community Baptist Church, of course, we have Reverend Turner and, you know, his uncle, uh, Pastor uh, Reverend James Coffey. He, you know, was one of the original founders of this event, and we've always done a lot of things at the church uh, at both locations. Well, Tina, we have come to the end of our 
our wonderful interview here. If you could just, if you could just give us, you have somewhere that is there a website? Any website you have that people can go through that you know? Yes, uh, you know the this event will be on Zoom, and thank you, uh, Women's Spaces, for including the information on your website. But it's also can be uh, you can watch it live on our Facebook page, which is located at MLK Committee. Or all you have to do is just search uh, Martin Luther King Birthday Celebration Sonoma County, and it will come up. The event will take place uh, from nine. I mean, excuse me, starts at seven, and it can, uh, will end at nine. It's virtual. If you do miss it, you know, like I said, come uh, come back and check out you know our Facebook page and all. And, you know, we appreciate the community. We appreciate all of the, the teachers and the students that participated this year for our oratorical and our, um, our poster art display and gallery contest. So, you know, I'm really excited, Elaine, and I thank you and your producer, Ken, and the Women's Spaces, Tina Rogers. Well, thank you so much, Tina. You've been a wonderful, wonderful guest and much, much success. I look forward to the Zoom, and I really encourage people to get on there early because sometimes they fill up, So, and it's also on Facebook. So thank you so much, Tina Rogers, and much, much success with this event. Special thank you to Regina Brennan from the Black Forum. Remember the date, January 22nd at Annaloo School for from 10 to 12.30. They will be distributing food to those in need. And a special thank you to Tina Rogers. Always says, always is a great guest. Thank you for telling us about the upcoming Martin Luther King Jr. event happening via Zoom on June 16th. And all the information that you hear will be on www.womenspaces.com. A reminder, uh, all the information, uh, Reminded uh, to you folks that we Women's Spaces will be on at 11 o'clock tonight. This is Elaine B. Holtz. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next time. Wish to give you courage, and who will surely make you stronger? Who will bear all the joy that is coming to Take you home now The woman in your life She can wait so easily She knows everything you do Because the woman in your life is you Because the woman in your life The woman in your life The woman in your life The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 10th, 2022.